you have to have all three essential elements. And these elements are relationships, problems, and knowledge. You're listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author, and lawyer coach, Steve Fretzen, will take a deeper dive, helping you grow your law practice in less time with greater results. Now, here's your host, Steve Fretzen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be That Lawyer. I am your host, Steve Fretzen. I hope you're having a lovely day. And listen, we want to continue to make sure that you're getting value every single time you turn this, this show on. And one way to do that is to grab some books. If you like reading books and you think that there's some, some nuggets of wisdom you can pull, go to Amazon. Check out Steve Fretzen on Amazon. I've got four books working. The most recent international bestseller, Legal Business Development Isn't Rocket Science. And I think that might have been something Mike said to me. Hey, you know what, Steve? This isn't rocket science. Mike, did you ever say that to me? <laughs> I may have done that, yeah. <laughs> You go, hey, Fretzen, I don't think what you're teaching is rocket science. Like, I know, man, I can admit that. It, it isn't, but it's, it's, it's important, but it's not rocket science. Um, I'm going to introduce Mike in a minute. He's my buddy, and I'm um, so happy you're with me, Mike. We're going to have some fun today. I um, want to take a moment to thank the sponsors. We've got Practice Panther, helping people get automated and get your time you know, figured out and uh, make sure you're taking your intake properly and keeping track of everything and updating docs and automating everything you can around your law practice. We've got legalese taking the marketing off your plate. And of course, Money Penny working on your website with live chat and also live reception. Don't have to have a full time receptionist these days, folks. It's just about having someone pick up the phone that can be professional and make sure that you get that important intake call. All right, Mike. So we're going to get going with your quote of the show, which is a very simple and very pleasant quote Be of good cheer. Is that like a mantra? You say that to yourself, be of good cheer. <laughs> Don't get down. You know, what do you, yeah. how, do you, how do you use that? Yeah. So, I mean, that it's in John 16, 33 out of the Bible, but you know, it's, it's this notion, this, it's this idea of just being positive. I mean, the practice of law is really tough and we all have difficult times, but what I've found is that when you're just positive, be of good cheer, you get through the problems. It's, it's when you get all down and depressed, it's like, it's like you're adding some additional weight and burden to you. So, it, but if you can get that positivity, it's like you at least take that that added weight off of you, and you're better able to confront and address the problems you're dealing with. Yeah, I'm. I'm usually, I don't know. I've called myself an optimistic curmudgeon because I think I'm definitely glasses half full, positive, optimistic, but I'm also sometimes grumpy about it. So I don't know how that plays how that plays out. But it does. And I, uh, I don't know. I, I, but generally, yeah, I'm the guy who's picking people up and, you know, being a coach. And, you know, if you're a coach and you're negative, I'm not exactly sure how that works. <laughs> you know, sucks to be you. Is that like that would be a good coaching, a good coaching position to take? Probably not. Anyway, Mike Fielding, you are a partner at Hush Blackwell. And it's so good to have you. You're a, a past client of mine. You're a great success story. You've put a lot of thought into business development. I mean, you even sent me a, a formula that you came up with that we're going to talk about. But Give your background to my audience so they know kind of, you know, what area of practice you're in, kind of like you know, how you got started in legal and kind of what's your story. Sure. So, yeah, happy to introduce myself and thanks for having me on your, your show today. So just by a little bit of background, I have been at the law firm of Hush Blackwell for the past 21 years. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, 
the heart of the Midwest. And uh, I've done my entire career focusing on insolvency work, distressed debt, resolving problems along those lines. And, you know, being in the Midwest and seeing the needs for it have actually, frankly, as a matter of client development, I've, I've become licensed in Missouri, Kansas, Iowa, and Nebraska, just as a means to really help clients dealing with distressed loans, agricultural loans in particular. So, uh, and like you said, you and I work together. It's it's always been an effort to try to grow and improve my practice. And, and it's been great. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about Ukraine and I don't know if it's the, the, the vitamins that go in manure or the grain or whatever, but I mean, I have to believe that's affecting agri. Absolutely. There is, you know, we could do a whole podcast. On that, <laughs> that's a but, different show. Yeah, different show. But yeah, there's a lot of stress out there in the agricultural world globally. I'm certainly concerned for the future globally, just the food supply in the next coming year. But and there's a lot of challenges domestically for farmers, input costs and things like that. It's uh, it's going to be, I think, a rough ride ahead for just this economy generally with the rising rates. So we'll see what happens. Okay. And we worked together in 20, I believe 2021. And we kind of had some kind of, you know, connection where we decided that it'd be good to focus on business development. I think you've always been focusing on it, but you came to me with some challenges. And I think you see other lawyers have similar challenges where business development just isn't something that A, either comes naturally or B, it, you know, as you know, it's not taught in law school. So what were some of the things that you had going on with you and that you see happening with other lawyers around why business development isn't isn't maybe front and center the way that it is now for you? Yeah, sure. So I think one of the problems that I have, and I think a lot of attorneys have, is some of us are just natural introverts. We we don't like getting out. We don't like networking. It's always been a bit of an Achilles heel for us. And I could see that that was an area where I really, frankly, I needed some help. I mean, I, I like practicing law. I love the technical nature of it, but it was that networking aspect that was really hard, which is why I came to you. And I, candidly, I thought it was really beneficial because yes, I'd done stuff leading up to that, but in hindsight, a lot of the things that I were doing were less effective means of networking. And I, I mean, and I'll say you're not getting paid for any of this here, what I'm about to do, but what, <laughs> but what happened was- Thanks for the 20. Yeah, right. But I mean, what happened was you, you kind of helped me realize that some of the, my past practices were not efficient. And it was really a big mindset change for me to networking to the point now where I feel that my networking efforts are much more effective and much more efficient. So, so I thank you for that. Yeah. Well, listen, that's, that's what I'm here for. And, and again, I, I try to find motivated, ambitious, interested, open-minded attorneys, and you are that. And that doesn't mean that we don't have tough times together. That doesn't mean we don't have you know times where we're feeling down or we're feeling like things aren't going our way. We just have to persevere and, and of course, be of good cheer to your point. So You've, you've not only come a long way, but also you've put some real thought into business development for lawyers and actually created a formula that I think you were excited to send me because I saw you like really put some thought into a diagram and explanations. And I'd love to get into that because I think it would be really helpful for other lawyers to hear your thoughts on sort of the formula for business development. Sure. Yeah. Happy to share that. And, and candidly, I'm hoping that others can hear about this and that helps them kind of think from a very big picture perspective as to what they need to do to really enhance their practice. So this idea really came to me, I don't know, maybe about a year ago, and then it's it's just been on my mind much more recently. But when you think about how do you get legal work, there is a three-part formula 
And you have to have all three essential elements. And these elements are relationships, problems, and knowledge. And we'll talk about that. But if you don't have all three of those elements, you are not going to get legal work. So when you say problems, are you saying that lawyers have like personal emotional problems? No, no, no. Yeah, right. We need, we need to. Lawyers need personal emotional problems. That's how you get business. Yeah, right, right. I know. I'm just teasing. But, yeah, but, no. but why don't you go, th- yeah, Mike, go through those because I think a little more detail on, on those three points and how they then intersect would be really interesting to hear. Yeah, let, let me give the quick analogy. To get fire, there's three elements. You need oxygen, heat, and fuel. And if you take away one of, the, one of those three, you don't have fire. And it's the same thing here with these three elements. So let's talk about them. So the first element, the relationships. That is, who's in your network? Who are the relationships that you as an attorney have? That's element number one. Element number two, the problems are, what are the legal problems or the legal challenges that our clients have? And then the third element is knowledge. Do you as an attorney have the ability to help fix those problems? And when you get the intersection of all three of those elements, that's when you get legal work. But oftentimes, people may be struggling and they're not getting the legal work. And I can almost promise you that you go back, you'll find that at least one of those three elements is missing. Yeah. So let's break these down further. And so let's start with relationships. Why is that so critical to getting work, to getting that business? Well, you know, the legal profession is a service-based profession. We are, you know, yes, we represent corporations, but we're really helping or interacting with human beings and other human beings. And so we have to interact or relate. Now, it's important to realize that when we talk about this formula, this formula applies to the very brand new associate as well as to the very seasoned practitioner. So let's let's give an example. So if I'm a, a brand new associate starting out at a law firm who, you know, I, I don't have those relationships with clients or whomever, but I do have relationships with the existing attorneys in the firm. And so it's critical that the other attorneys in the firm know who I am so that when they have client needs, they can then come to me uh, so that I can use my knowledge to help solve the problem. Yeah. So it's internal relationships, maybe as a starting point, I would add something to that, that most young associates and and even law school students have relationships. They just don't realize that they're important. They don't realize that that's, that they're important to maintain because in the future, the person sitting to your left in law school class, you know, as a, as an L2 or whatever, like that's going to be the GC of a business in 10 years. And so if the person's a total jerk, maybe you don't even want to deal with that person. But if that person's a friend, if that person you like and you guys are, you know, working well together, you may want to maintain that relationship and and keep it going and times that by 10 or 20. And now you've got, you know, all kinds of opportunities that can present itself if if you're focused on building relationships. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think when we think about your network or your relationships, you can divide it into two big buckets. You need to focus on maintaining your existing relationships, and then you need to focus on growing new relationships. And obviously, there's, you know, some people who at the end of the day, probably can't bring you business. And and then you have to ask the question, is this a relationship I want to maintain? Is it something that I need to, with my limited time, need to maybe let go a little bit? And it's, you know, it's a, it's a constant juggling act. But yeah, keep those two buckets in mind. 
And we worked on that together in, I've actually improved some of my acronyms that I'm not going to test you on, Mike, to remember the acronyms I gave you. But one of them was talent. And I think at the time it didn't have an E, but, you know, trust, authority, likability, network, empathy is the one I added recently. And then of course, are they a top player? So what that means is when you're networking with someone you're not just meeting with them and, and and being nice and making friends and that's the end of it. It's actually qualifying their success as a networker, their ability to refer, their interest in referring, their ability to play ball, because that's someone you want to keep close with versus someone who maybe doesn't fit the bill that way. And you might want to let them loose and not spend the time following up because time is your most precious you know, asset. Right, right, right. I think that's a good point. And I guess to that point, Steve, because this then gets into these other elements. When we think about these three elements that I've identified here, your, your relationships, the client problems, and your knowledge, I like to think about a circle for each one. And I, I know this is a podcast, but I'm asking you know, listeners <laughs> try to visualize. visualize in their mind these three circles and where they intersect. And it's really critical that if you think about that, when you have these three circles coming together, there's going to be that, that middle point, that bullseye, where depending on where the location of those circles are, that bullseye will get bigger or smaller. And so if you're trying to drive or develop more legal work for you or for your firm, what you need to do is try to drive those circles together because that expands that bullseye, that trifecta where all three of those come together. So if I'm looking at my, my network and my relationships and I'm saying, what do I need to do to try to enhance my legal practice? I want to be trying to push that network in the direction towards where those client problems are at, as opposed to pushing it in the opposite direction, because that's going to have the benefit of generating more legal work. All right. Let me, let me, let me add to that. Cause I, you're so spot on Mike. So think about this. Everyone has relationships. Some of those relationships, those people are interacting with others that have the kinds of problems that you solve. So for example, an estate planner is going to run across clients who have divorce needs more so than maybe someone who's working, you know, in, in IT at a big firm, like that's not going to happen multiple times a year, maybe once every couple of years, a friend needs a divorce. So it's not only knowing who the relationships are and building them up, but also are they intersecting with the problems where you're going to be the natural solution or natural introduction that's going to allow for those problems to come to you? Yes. Yeah. You're spot on on yeah. what you're saying. Yep. Okay. Okay. As a listener of this podcast, I hope you've learned some valuable lessons when it comes to not just managing your firm, but helping it thrive. Practice Panther, the all-in-one legal practice management software is designed to help you do just that. It has powerful reporting that gives you real-time feedback on the health of your firm and its finances, automated workflows that free up your schedule while keeping your cases on track, and tons of native feature like e-signature and two-way texting that keeps your clients happy and informed. With Practice Panther, you don't have to do it all by yourself. Get a free demo at practicepanther.com slash be that lawyer to receive 10% off your first year. Legalese Marketing is not your traditional marketing vendor. Instead, we're a true fractional CMO that helps you save time and spend your money the right way to build the practice of your dreams. We help through the entire process, from customizing your intake system to driving leads and even getting more reviews afterwards. Schedule your free call at legaleesemarketing.com. 
Hey Steph, tell everyone what Moneypenny does for law firms. We're the call handling and live chat experts. A Moneypenny receptionist can ensure that your calls are directed to the right person seamlessly, saving you time and money. Steve, did you know that 69% of people don't like to leave a voicemail? I did not know that. That's a lot of business going away right there. Let's cut to the chase. What are you prepared to do for my listeners? We're offering an exclusive two-week free trial. If you're interested in hearing more, you can call me directly on 470-534-8846 and mention that you've heard this ad on Steve's podcast. Very cool. Thanks. So we've got the relationships and we understand we've got to develop the ones we have and we've got to create new ones. Then we're transitioning to saying, hey, not only that, but let's also network and have relationships with people that are daily, you know, or weekly, yearly, whatever, coming in contact with the client problems that we solve. Can you talk through that a little bit? Yeah. So, and, and the client problems are, it's really unique because let's, let's step back for a second. Look at our three elements here relationships, problems, knowledge. Okay, I control the actions and efforts that I take control the relationships or largely influence the relationships that I have. And the actions that I take, the study, personal study, that impacts my knowledge. And so I impact that circle. But when you look at the client problems, that is a circle, so to speak, an area where I actually can't change that, right? Those problems are outside of my ability to control that. But it's a critical element. So then the question is, well, how do I how do I deal with that reality? Because and what I come to that in my mind is is really a few things. Number one is our job as attorneys is to help discover what those client problems are. And another element to keep in mind is that these client problems, some are regularly occurring. Labor and employment is a a classic example. Right. Big corporation. There will be constantly L&E issues. Uh, banks. I represent banks. And uh, certainly there are, banks will always have a small degree of bad loans. Uh, Now that ebbs and flows with the economic cycle. So there's regular recurring problems, but then there's also clients with one-time big problems or rare problems. So you need to be thinking about what problems am I going to be solving? And then you need to realize as well that client problems actually change with the market, as laws change, as maybe new management, new business focus comes in, these problems are constantly changing. And so there's this need to say, where are the problems at? And then be trying to push my circles to be intersecting with those with those problems. Yeah, that's really interesting. And, and I don't know that people are being as introspective as they need to be around the market and competition and laws. And that can work on two levels. One is that can work on, you know, that you know, follow the problems, right? Speak to the problems, write to the problems in the sense of how you're marketing, how you're posting on social media and drawing people to you because they see that you solve those problems and becoming known as a problem solver for those problems. And then the other side of it is how, again, how well branded you are so that, you know, within your sphere of influence or even outside of it, that people are considering you as that solution person for the problems. Right. So let me let me give you, I think, three examples that I think will really hit home with a lot of people, with your listeners here, to help them understand when we come to the client problems. The first one was really a quip that a colleague, he's a partner of mine up in our Chicago office. He and I were talking, I don't know, maybe a year ago. And 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 just to let the listeners know, insolvency work in 2020, 2021, it's been extremely low. I think everybody thought it was going to be really bad with the pandemic. And to everybody's surprise, it just 
went to really historic lows. And so I was I was talking with my colleague. Uh, he made the quip, or somebody mentioned to him, he he definitely had the knowledge. He was out there networking really well, but he wasn't getting any results. And then one of his other colleagues said, "Listen, you're you're in a forest and you're hunting, and there aren't any animals to slay." Yeah, <laughs> right. And so you have that problem, which is insolvency work was really down. He's an insolvency attorney as well. And he wasn't getting work because there weren't the client problems there. So that's example number one of if you don't have all three elements, how it doesn't work out. So let me give you a second example. So I, as an insolvency attorney, I have dealt with that same problem myself. And and it's like, well, I'm, I'm networking better than ever before. I'm, I'm doing this and I'm expanding my knowledge, but why am I not getting work? It's because the, the need wasn't there. And so what I had to do as an attorney was pivot. And so the, what I brought was maybe from the distressed debt side, I focused on the uh, transactional side, helping other colleagues in my firm on the banking and finance where they're doing deals on the front end. And I'd be able to spot issues. And so now I was addressing a problem. A third example, and I know I'm being a bit long-winded here, but the third example is when we're looking at these client problems, it's important to anticipate where is the market headed. There's an attorney in, in our firm's Denver office, and he's a corporate transactional guy. And years ago, he could just see that there was going to be this big push towards cannabis. And so he's devoted his and he could see this client problem on the horizon. He And so he focused his networking, his knowledge, really in that area, and has become really a national leader in, in the cannabis space. So it's important that we be thinking about these problems and then working to address them. Yeah, that's really great. And, and I love the pivot. And so that's why the real estate attorneys who have been killing it, especially residential, killing it for the last two years, now that things are slowing down, interest rates are up. They're saying, hey, you know what? Maybe I should have I should be have been doing this all along, but you know, I have to lean into estate planning or I have to lean into commercial real estate or I have to lean into, you know, some other areas to pivot. Or if you're at a full service firm, we're talking about cross marketing, right? How can we bring in business and feed it out to others? And again, that may not help our billable hour, but it certainly is going to keep us busy and productive versus just, you know, woe is me. Yeah. So so we've got the relationship side. We've got the client problem side. What's the last piece? So the last piece is the knowledge, the problems that you solve. And I think it's important that we, and this is a, a broad generalization, but when we think about it, it's it's what problems do I as an attorney help those in my network solve? So obviously, if, for me personally, if, if it's distressed agricultural loans, I can handle that personally. Uh, one area, another way that I've done it is, you know, I, I, I've become licensed. I'm actually licensed in five different states. I've done that deliberately because being here in the heart of the Midwest, I see clients have a need in these different states so I can seamlessly move into different states. That's another way of expanding my ability to solve problems. Let me give another example, though, that I think will really resonate with listeners. I'm not an IP attorney, and I do have a client that when we they engaged us, I don't know, six months ago. The very first thing they did was they had an IP problem. Well, the, I don't have that skill set. That's not within my knowledge. And so when we look at those intersecting circles, I wasn't able to get the legal work. But fortunately, I have a very strong IP department at my firm. And so by making that connection, bringing in one of our IP attorneys, connecting it with the client, now we've got that trifecta client problem. 
network and the knowledge. And so even though I personally don't have the knowledge on how to solve that problem, I can expand, so to speak, my circle of knowledge by looping in my colleague who then can do the work. So I think it's important we think about this knowledge circle through that lens. And I think a lot of attorneys think of of the I, not the we, especially at a mid-market or a larger firm. And that's absolutely the key to success in business development at the mid-market, at the full-service firms, is thinking about the we, that it isn't just the problems you solve, it's the problems we solve. And the idea that you can bring in business and feed it out to successful, knowledgeable, expert attorneys that work with you, and by the way, you get the origination, they do the work. I don't see the harm or the foul there. It's only good for everybody. It's it's great for everybody. And, and I'll say there's this added benefit. One of the things that I've really come to enjoy over the years, especially in the last few years in my work at the firm, is this ability to collaboratively work with my colleagues on different issues where maybe I individually can't do it, my partner individually, he or she can't do it, but collectively we can actually solve this problem. And it's been great because I work with great attorneys. We're able to get great results for clients and, and everybody benefits. It's, it's something I just really enjoy at my work. Yeah. Well, I think the formula is, in, and don't take this the wrong way because I'm the, the isn't rocket science guy. You know, it isn't complex. You've made things incredibly simple and easy to understand. And if lawyers can just put those three circles in their mind and where they intersect and, and just think about it in that simple way. I think it's going to benefit a lot of them that are struggling with what is the formula to being successful in, in growing a law practice. And, and I've got you know, my own ways of explaining it, but I think what you put together here is really brilliant. Yeah. And, and I'd say one thing that I've done personally, and I'd suggest this for other readers or excuse me, listeners, is you take a quiet moment. You know, I'll take two, three hours, maybe on a Saturday morning or something, and then I'll diagram these three different circles. And then I'll say, who are my networks? How do I need to improve my relationships? What do I need to do to improve my knowledge base? Where are the client problems? And when you start thinking about your practice specifically, you start getting ideas that come. And I, I give you one example that's something that's really benefited me. Uh, several years ago, I made a very deliberate decision that I wanted to represent distressed lenders and or lenders dealing with distressed debts, excuse me. And so what I did is I put a really big focus on studying that out and developing knowledge and speaking. Now, I don't know that I've, I've been able to get a lot of business from like presentations per se, but what happened was by focusing on the knowledge, that created a lot of personal knowledge and confidence that I had. And so then when I was interacting and working with my existing network, they could sense this real confidence coming from me because I'd spoken about it. I'd written about it. I really knew my stuff. And so I was solidifying or strengthening that trust so that when they had those problems, voila, you've got that trifecta and, and there was work. So, yeah, really great. Really great. Well, Mike, if people want to get in touch with you to network, if people want to get in touch with you to hear more about this formula, you know, just to throw business your way, all of the above, what, what are some of the ways that they can reach you? Sure thing. So uh, all you would need to do is just do a Google search for Hush Blackwell or, or Michael Fielding uh, at Hush Blackwell. You could also look on LinkedIn, Michael D. Fielding, LinkedIn. I'll be the first one that'll pop up and I'd be happy to chat with you. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate it. And your game-changing book is one that we haven't had on the show so far. 
And it, it sort of, when I saw it, I went, yeah, that's, that's definitely a book that I could see Mike reading and, and, and uh, taking ownership <laughs> called Deep Work. So what's, what is Deep Work? I've heard that book before. I think you may have even mentioned it to me before. Yeah. So Deep Work is a book written by a fellow by the name of Cal Newport. He is a, a computer science professor out at, I know he's in Washington, D.C. at one of the universities out there. But his big focus is that if you look at people that really make ground-changing developments in their their respective professions, there's always this element of really deep, concentrated, focused effort. And I listened to the book several years ago. I actually listened to it three different times. I'd go out riding bikes or jogging or whatnot. But it's had a really profound impact because it's made me realize that for me to really do substantive, meaningful work to really help clients. I have to every day be putting in some deep, focused, concentrated effort. And that's made it just a really important, profound difference in my practice. And I'm sure that book talks to, and I've never read it, but I'm assuming it talks to, you know, removing distraction and and trying to do deep work and knock out, you know, a file, an article or whatever you're doing while your phone is next to you, while your email is chiming, while LinkedIn is pinging, probably not going to be helpful for deep work. Oh, you're spot on to kind of Cal Newport's big pet peeves is cut out the distractions, just have this deep, you know, focus for two hours or whatever, and just knock it out. And you will find that the level of productivity, the quality of work that you do is just tremendously improved. And that's important for clients. Yeah. My son will pop his head into my office on a Saturday morning when he gets up at 10 or whatever he gets up at. A, I'm up at you know 6 a.m. and I'm writing an article and he pops and he looks. I can just see him creeping the door open, like creaking the door open like three inches looking at me and he sees me in that zone where I'm typing and I'm working and I'm focused and he closes that door and he gets the heck out of there because he knows like don't disturb you know the guy who's who's in that in that zone in that deep work. So I totally get it. Well, Mike, Mike, this has been a pleasure. I, you know, you and I, I think have built a really strong relationship over the last, you know, couple of years since we've worked together. And, and I just hope that that continues. And I want to continue to be your friend, your advocate, and, uh, you know, anything I can do to help you, you know, I'm there for you, buddy. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. And Hey, everybody again, holy crap. You know, look, Mike was so kind to come in, share, not a, I, I don't know, we call it a revelation. We can call it wisdom. We can call it a formula, but really, really great stuff to simplify business development in a way that I think works for him and I think would really make sense and work for you. So we'll try to put some of this stuff. I'm going to try to see if I can put your uh, your formula image in our show notes. I'm going to figure out a way to do that. So maybe a link or something that we can we can send people to, but I'll work that out. But everybody, listen, it's all about helping you be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. Take care, be safe, be well. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer. Life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out today's show notes.